Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Get myself enthused. We suck again. We don't suck. I don't understand. We don't suck. I rewatched that game, and if you turn it off at a certain point, we look great. Greetings, loyal listeners. You're listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. Uh, This fine New Year's Eve Eve, uh, you have myself, James Radio, joined by my ever Rob Tomistic co-host, Robcast. Um I still I'm not believe. feeling so optimistic, Mr. Robcast. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. There we've let we've had some winnable games. You kind of think get, you'd be used to it uh, by this point. This is exactly the same story we've seen for the better part of 22 years now. Um, but we'll get into that. Let's uh, let's let's talk about the debacle uh, that happened on Christmas Day in Miami against the Green Bay Packers. Um, game started out pretty solid. Um, you know, Tua was dealing. looked like the looked like the passes the passing game was there. Uh, they were running they game. weren't running the ball with tremendous success, but they were committed to to handing the ball off and and doing some running. Most um, no, most of it was crushing it in the beginning. I mean, they they were they were running pretty well. Yeah, uh, it, I wouldn't. It wasn't like they were running. wasn't like the the same success that they enjoyed in Buffalo the previous week. But they were. It, it was part of the offense, and it looked like they looked balanced. They looked pretty good on offense. On defense, um, you know, they weren't great, but they were good. They were very solid in the in the in the first half of the game. Um, yeah, they they were definitely allowing some passes. The game starts with the the big kick return, right? The the Packers get down there, and um, you know, within their they took it all the way inside the ten, didn't they? It was they had first and goal. Yeah, yeah, it, they were right there. And the defense held them to three, uh, which was you know, uh, just a you know a, a very good start for them to hold them to keep them out of the end zone. So it's only three nothing, um, and then you know the offense starts dealing. Uh, the 84 yard touchdown pass to, uh, to Jalen Waddle. It was mostly Waddle, uh, was a really great throw by Tua hit him in stride. Um, and then Waddle just turned on the jets, went up the sideline. Um, one of the, uh, I think the better plays I can recall seeing from a Miami wide receiver in, in, in in quite, quite some time. And there's been some really good wide receiver play here. Um, but that was just, yeah, just an amazing play. And it looked like it was going to be a, you know, really Merry Christmas is, is what it looked like. Um, they also, uh, I, I believe the Packers, uh, I, I can't remember exactly when the, I know they went into halftime. It was 20 to 10. 
Um, I don't remember when they got their touchdown or how they got their touchdown <laughs> to make it 20 to 10. Um, what was the, uh, the touchdown that they got was uh, a short pass to, uh, to Mercedes Lewis. That's right. Uh, it was a fourth and goal. We again, forced them into, into fourth down. Um, you know, that, that uh, it was seven to three after the, after the Waddle touchdown. And then um, we ended up getting a, uh, or no, I think we, it I was think 10-3. we got a field goal on our first drive. So it was yeah, three yeah. to three. And then we stopped them, got the ball back and then Waddle scored the touchdown. So it was 10 to three Packers came back, tied it up. That was the we Mercedes Lewis. That was yeah. the Mercedes Lewis one. And again, they were, I mean, they, this was their, uh, the kitchen sink game. I mean, they were, they were every fourth down, like they were going for it in crazy places. One of them gave us great field position. Um, but some of them, like, you know, the defense had had stops, but they're going, you know, like that, that was a fourth and one. Lewis was wide open, but they were they were definitely, you know, they were they were in an all out. We need to win this game mode. Yes, this was their Super Bowl. Everything that they needed to happen, everything that the Packers <laughs> yeah. needed to happen on Saturday on Christmas Eve happened. Um, all the teams ahead of them in the NFC playoff picture uh, lost. And, you know, they, they saw this as an opportunity I don't think that really had much to do with what the final, you know, with, with the outcome of the game. I don't really think that that's, I think it made them play more aggressive and they took chances that worked, you know, like, I don't know if they, they go for all those fourth downs, you know, if, if that's not the case. So, so that happens. Yeah. Very, very, very fair. Um, so it's 10 to 10. Uh, Dolphins had a very, another nice drive, a beautiful pass from Tua to, uh, to Tyreek from, from midfield that got him down to the one yard line. And then they just walked right in. Jeff Wilson walked right into the end zone, 17 to 10. Um, they get the ball back. Uh, they have another, um, I believe they got the ball back at the, you know, uh, in Packer territory due to uh, them going for it on fourth down and not getting it. Um, and that led to, we weren't able to get a touchdown out of it. We were held to a field goal. That, w- that one kind of su- That one kind of hurt. I mean, at the time you're like, oh, okay, we're good. We're going up 10, but like we had great field position, um and yeah and kind of shot ourselves in the foot was that the one with the 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 like big play to to waddle but it was like he didn't set or didn't uh no that happened later in the game that happened right before the second interception okay um, in the second half um so uh 20 to 10 uh we get another stop and get the ball back and this is going into halftime and the play where Tua might've been concussed happened here on this drive where he got the ball to, uh, to Ingold um, as he was getting thrown to the turf and, and his head once again, I mean, uh, he seemed to like roll over and the back of his head slammed against this, the turf. This isn't the Buffalo um, game. I don't think we need to say he might've got Tua got concussed in this game. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying this might've been when it happened. Yeah, we don't I know th- for sure when the concussion I mean, happened it, it, is what I know he was definitely concussed. I'm not saying he wasn't concussed. This, I'm just saying, this I think it's most clear. likely where yeah. it happened. You know, this is the, the clip that's been all over social media that hopefully I not hopefully that I think most of us have seen. Um, but it, yeah, it's, you know, it's right before the half They're they're up 20 to 10. They're around midfield. He's getting, he's getting pressure and he gets the ball out of his hand. Uh, before he gets slammed to the turf. And again, he kind of like rolls over and it's the back of his head that slams against the turf. Maybe it's because we're watching a lot more closely than we have in the past, but I, I and we talked about this off air. I just don't recall any player or in, in the NFL this happening this often where the guy's head bounces off the turf from the back of his helmet. Like it's, it seems like it's happened 
obviously on quite frequently to two of this year. And I don't ever recall, you know, watching for these sorts of things. And I don't know if it's just him not falling the right way or why he's so prone to this type of hit. Or maybe it happens all the time and we just don't see it. I, I don't know. But either way, this happened on this drive. So then you had a, a second and short or a third and short. Um, they hand the ball off to Mostert, who then fumbles. Uh, the Packers recover. Uh, defense does a good job holding them to three before half. So it's 20 to 13 at half. It very well could have been 23 to 10 or even 27 to 10. Um, but that's not what happened. So a lot of momentum lost. A lot of momentum lost there. Uh, come out for the second half. Uh, Before you do don't that, do anything. The whole yep. co- no, they get the ball for the second half. They deferred to us, um, so we kicked it to them to start the second half. This losing streak. How tight is this? To we started the game like going like eight zero on 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 coin flips. Something it was like a ridiculous coin flip stretch where we were deferring. And now every time <laughs> I see our offense come out first, I'm like, no, we lose, we lose when we when we don't when we don't defer. So again, yeah, and because I think we've also the defense has been bad on those first drives of the second half. Like that's part of why everybody's screaming for the defense, even though. This whole defense held him to three, you know, comes up a lot. They they do very well, and that's they've done very well in that situation. But again, I just wanted to. It, you made me remember the whole we were on that crazy streak to start the season of like winning every coin toss, and now not winning, and the Packers getting the ball to start leads us to this long drive where I just interrupted, and you could take. You can, uh, yeah, 11 play drive. Yeah, no worries. I mean, I, I think that the defense has been, I don't think the defense has been terrible, but it hasn't been as good as it should be. And they're not making a lot of the game change, changing plays that we are, we've grown accustomed to seeing, um, you know, X dropped an interception. I believe that was in the first half, um, that he dropped that interception. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it, they just don't seem to be making plays. They get a lot of pressure, but they don't ever really seem to get, they don't get home as much as we would like. They do have a decent amount of sacks, but you know, Phillips and, and Chubb are back there all the time, but they're just, they're just not getting home. Um, you know, Wilkins has had a fantastic season. Um, I think Holland, you know, has been kind of placed in a role where he's most like where he's playing center field a lot and he's not able to generate the pressure play in the box like he likes to and, and kind of make those plays. He's not, you know, he's, they're definitely not blitzing him. I don't understand why, like I, I get the injuries to the secondary and it's seems like it's forcing us to be a little bit more conservative in our blitz packages. And that's also one of the reasons why you brought Chubb is so you can don't have to blitz as much because you can get pressure with four, but when they're clearly not getting home and not getting the results that they want. Like, I don't know why we're not seeing more of the zero blitzes or the creative blitz packages and just leaving Kohu and, and X on, on islands and, and those sorts of things. Let them, let them play. Like let them at least, well, you, you know, you don't need to protect them that much. Like let's, let's see if we can, if we'll have some success by doing these things. It just doesn't. The problem really is it's not, up. it's not just Kohu and X, right? They're, almost everyone's at least in three wide, which means now you're also asking like crossing or somebody else. And it's just, just takes one guy, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, like, and now, and teams were, you know, they were waiting for it a little bit. Like the Ravens game, they were, they were prepared for those looks they had the they had the routes you know to beat it they were they killed us 
uh, and what was that week three? Yeah, that's one game. I mean, and we just, I just, but it wasn't working. I mean, we, we used it in other situations. It wasn't working. Um, it just, I, why it's not working to your earlier point. I don't know. I, it must be, I mean, I don't, I think everybody wants to hate on, on, uh, uh, on Byron Jones. Cause, uh, cause you know, cause he didn't play or whatever. And I think his numbers, but I think he, you know, that type of player was, was integral at shutting down, you know, shutting down a guy with him on one side, X and another, then you'd have a neat, a Needham or a Kohu. And again, the, and I mean, I like Eric Rowe, but Brandon Jones was playing amazing. Like that's, that's just, that's just too much to ask for, for, for a secondary, everybody would zero blitz if they could cover, if they could stick five guys back there and shut everyone down. It's, it's very hard. And we were in last year, we were in position to do that. And this year we're not because of injuries. Either way, Packers go down, uh, start off the second half, as you mentioned, and lead off with a touchdown. Um, you know, they, the 11 play drive march right down the field, got yeah, an AJ eight doing minutes a touchdown. Too, like it was like half um, the quarter. We get the ball back. Um, don't do anything with it. I don't know when the interceptions started happening. I don't know if that's when they started happening right after that long drive. Um, but basically we didn't score any points in the second half. So, so uh, the one know. thing you're missing. So the one piece is was, cause I know you, you know, you don't want to not talk about it. So after that long, after they did that touchdown drive, the long touchdown drive, we missed the field goal. Oh, so we did have a, we had a 10 play drive, right. To go take that's right. That was the one we had two good drives in the second half and both ended uh, in miscues. Right. So get into, into territory, had a very makeable field goal in green Bay territory and, you know, in a tie game, big moment, you know, need to have it. And Sanders botched it by, I mean, he credit or credit to you. He's been, you know, he was 10 of his last 10. The, the announcers even said it. And I hate when they do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he just, I mean, it wasn't even close. Like it was way, way wide, right. And, uh, you know, within 50 yards, I believe it was like a 46 or 47 yard field goal attempt. You, you gotta have it. I mean, you, you gotta make that kick. I, uh, the 10 in a row that you made, that's great, you know, but I mean, well, cause we're in the, it's, it's, it's a tie job. game. Like that- you, you gotta have it. And I, I harped on it earlier in the year. I said there was going to come a time where we needed one and he was going to miss it happened. You know, he just isn't very consistent, and he's not what you need in a, in a field goal kicker. Well, it would have been nice, right, because we would have gone up by three, and then the, the next, the very next drive, like, well, because It also gives him good missed, field position. Which, right? but that that's the one that Kohu uh, intercepted. That the Their good field position was the Kohu interception. And then that, and then immediately after that, to assail that pass to Hill, yep. and it was just a, a terrible... Terrible, terrible throw. throw. We haven't seen a lot of those from him this year. <clears throat> Whether or not the concussion had anything to do with it, we'll talk a little bit more about that after we finish the uh, discussion for the, the game recap. But just, I mean, just just a terrible throw. I mean, he had, Hill was open. I mean, there were two guys over the top of him. But, you know, it's, it's a throw we've gotten spoiled with that we've seen him make countless times this year, and he just missed it really, really badly. Um, defense, defense huge. Yeah, defense held him to a field goal. Um, cause that, that was, they had the ball again in, in our territory and the defense did hold them to a field goal. So it's 23, 20. So now we're losing for the, for the first time. And, um, we go down, you know, this is the second good drive of, of the half. Um, and we start marching. We're in green Bay territory. Really, really nice play to, uh, to, 
to Jalen Waddle, as you touched upon a, a drag route. I think it was like about a 23 yard pass or something along those lines, catch and run um, would have put us inside the 20 ended up being a, uh, whatever he didn't line up properly yeah, illegal which, formation or procedure yeah i mean i didn't even really look on the replay but the very next play was second and 13 and then just a just a miscue on either to his part or mostert's part but the throw went straight to the uh, green bay linebacker and uh you know that killed that drive um defense came up with another stop I mean, they I did. Think? That was they. They did go fifty-six yards, but like that's the drive where Phillips made the insane shoestring tackle on Dylan, who was going to run it in. Um, he was going to run for a touchdown. He had the first down, but that definitely that would drive. have had a touchdown. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that basically held it to the field goal, which held it to a six-point game, which still kept us alive. And honestly, I still believed at that point. I yes. still believed, not for long. Yeah, I did as well. And then, uh, yeah, it was two plays. I think, you know, we had no timeouts. It was under two minutes. Um, first was a, I think it was a short pass. Um, and then the, the very next play was, uh, you know, just a, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what that was. It was a horrible throw to Gasicki. Um, well, the, the, and again, I, the, so I think we talk about this off air. What did this look like? Gasicki's big catch was on the same play and it burned that same, that's the same dude who made the interception. So like, I don't know if this, you know, I don't know how much is due to the concussion. I don't know how much of this was, hey, they were aware of this, right? So the the guy, Tua looks off that defender. He's looking at Hill. That guy's covering Hill. And the last time he did that, Tua threw it right over his head to Gesicki. This time he leaves Hill, which sounds crazy. Yeah, he undercut him. Yeah. And, and, he, and he just ran into that spot. And again, we've said this before, like with some, some of the interceptions that look terrible, he's throwing to spots, you know, like in usually... Right the people are faked out. Maybe this is, you know, this could also be people are figuring out McDaniel's offense. It could be, you know, Tua didn't have enough of his faculties to notice that he didn't fake that guy out. I have no idea. It doesn't matter. It happened. We lose the game and it hurts my little soul and ruined Christmas. It did. Yeah, it really did affect most of my Christmas. <laughs> so um, it was um, a bit. Yeah, not a not a not a Merry Christmas in the uh, in the Ferrera household. That's for sure. Um, I did get a lot of good Dolphins presents. Um, I got a little to a Funko Pop doll that I showed you. I got a uh, really cool Dolphins hoodie. Um, got some new sneakers that are Dolphins colors. There you go. But uh Yeah ultimately was uh was not to be was not a merry christmas um packers win we find out after the game or we find out on monday that uh two was exhibiting concussion like symptoms that's when we saw the replay of the the play we were talking about at the end of the first half um i didn't notice it during the game i don't think anybody did i didn't Obviously, i mean no that one, one, one no guy one talked about it. <laughs> the one guy did who tweeted that but like nobody yeah it was it was uh and again their guy i mean if your job is to check for concussions that shouldn't have been missed like there, I mean, the Devonte Parker one, like a couple of weeks ago was more egregious where like, he was like woozy and like, <clears throat> excuse me. And they didn't stop the game. It took Aguilar to like, you know, wave his arms like crazy, but that should have been, uh, that should have been caught by the spotters. They literally have guys whose job it is to see that. And even if it's not to say, pull them out, but to say like, Hey, we need to look at them. Let's look at them. Do whatever little tests they do and determine. And obviously, he shouldn't have gone back in that game if he ended up with a 
uh, with a concussion. Now, if we end up losing that game, we would have been like, oh, it's, <laughs> you know, we would have freaked out because we're like, he was cruising up until that point. But yeah. Yep. And the, the reality of the situation is now a team that was eight and three and in the second seed in the AFC is now eight and seven. Um, clinging to their playoff hopes. Tua is out this week in a tough game going up to New England. Uh, the Patriots are not the Patriots of old, but they're still very, very tough to beat New England. They gave the Bengals all they could handle on Christmas Eve. Um, worth rolling Teddy Bridgewater up there. I don't feel good about it. Uh, the team just hasn't looked right, you know, for over a month now. They A winless December, first winless December they've had since uh, the 93 team, uh, which was famously 9-2. and two. And uh, lost all their games after winning a very memorable Thanksgiving game, Thanksgiving Day game in Dallas. Um, so that is some pretty dubious company to have. That team also had, uh, you know, some quarterback injury issues. And Marino was hurt. Um, but either way, the end, the way this game ended, um, and the way this team is playing right now, and the, the reality of the situation is, we're looking at another eight to nine win season. Um, if we win out, we get ten in a 17 game schedule, which is about the same, you know, as a nine, nine and seven team or, you know, 10 and 16, I guess. Um, the hopes were a lot higher. I think we were fooled. I'm not feeling very good about this team. I'm feeling a lot of familiar feelings that we felt in the <clears throat> Sperano, Philbin, Gase, Flores, the offense is, is prettier and the numbers look a little bit better, but the results are the same. We're looking at a mediocre, mediocre record, maybe making the playoffs and, you know, not really going anywhere. So I would argue we're actually, this is actually more disappointing because this team is far better talent wise than the team that we saw play last year. Um, and I'm just, I'm very frustrated. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, so, yes, I have some knee-jerk reactions. I was definitely after the game. I was, you know, looking at, you know, what it would, you know, the the realistic po or how realistic possibilities were for getting Sean Payton here, you know, getting Lamar Jackson here. I feel like adding Payton and Lamar Jackson to this team puts this team over the top. I know there's going to be a lot of things that are, you know, it's not like you don't just get those guys. You need resources to get them. Um, but, you know, I, th I think Ross is a guy that, you know, He's aggressive. He gets what he wants. I, you know, I could see, you know, we know he wanted Peyton last year. Um, I don't know how well this is going to sit with him. Um, to, if we're just being honest, uh, obviously there's two more games to play. You yeah. Know, we season's not over yet. These two but, games um, need to be played before these conversations are even entertained. I do need to go on record. I'm fully against it. We had a nice heated argument, um, that probably would have made for either good or terrible podcasting of us screaming at each <laughs> other and how stupid that idea is and how terrible the team is now. And we were, uh, we had some fun. So, um, but again, beat the Patriots, Beat the Jets. None of this matters. Yes, the pa Patriots are weird. Like, they got demolished by the Bengals and then made it a game. So I don't know. If we get first half, we cruise. If we get the second half, we're in trouble. Um, they're a beatable team. I mean, it's the de they got a good defense. They've got a weird, a good running game and a good offensive line, but a bad quarterback and a terrible coordinator. Like, we could win this game, and we'll talk about that. Um, I mean, it's just a three, even with Teddy, it's a, they're, they're getting the three point home advantage, which basically makes, you know, it's a pick them. 
Um, I think yeah. I, we'll get to it. Let's uh, we'll take a break. We come back. We'll preview the Patriots game. Um, I'm not feeling very good about this Dolphins team. And, you know, I'm just kind of sick of seeing the same things over and over again. So um, we'll talk more when we get back. So please stay tuned. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we are back. Um, so I know I was voicing a lot of my frustration there at the end in the, in the last segment, and I know a lot of you are probably feeling the same way. If, if you're longtime Dolphins fans, you're kind of used to seeing this. Um, in different, obviously like every season looks a little different. Like last year we were one and seven, then won the seven games in a row to get to eight and seven. Um, then had a must win game. We're sitting at eight. Like that's believe it or not, we're in exactly the same spot we were in last year, eight and seven going on a road game to a tough, you know, tough AFC opponent on the road. Weather's going to be a factor and it's a game we have to have. We're in exactly the same spot that we were in last year. Took much different paths to get there. Uh, you know, the team looks much different, but the result at the end of the day is the same. And that's basically what I'm saying. But that's the thing. Rob we haven't a, seen the result. Brought, oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I was like, you haven't seen the result. If we win this game, that's different. That means we basically surpassed what we did the last time. Yes, it's similar. It felt like we should be much better. But I think what you were alluding to is we win these last two games. Ten and seven was your preseason prediction for the record. So, yes, we got ahead of ourselves because of how good they look playing bad teams in the middle. But they've also looked good in some of these losses. They're losses. I think we can grow from it. Young coaching staff, still a pretty young team. I'm still... I'm disappointed with you, with all of you guys. With you, James, I know you're disappointed. I'm disappointed. We shouldn't be at 8-7. and seven. That hurts my little soul, but I still have optimism. Well put and well said, and you're right. Like, if we if, if we do win the next two games and get into the playoffs, that would be I, – I would be amazed and happy, and that would be that would be great. And we should beat the um, Jets at home. Beating New England on the road, you know, that's a – that's a coin flip, you know, by by Vegas, by many people with with Teddy. This is it's it's not like a oh yeah we're gonna win this game. But again, I thought Green Bay was, at home was oh yeah we're gonna win this game. So who knows? Yeah. So if we if we lose to the Patriots and we fall to eight and eight, and then we win the last game of the season against the Jets, and the Patriots lose to the Bills in the last week of the season, um, 
in which is in Buffalo. I believe we still make it in. I don't think it matters what happens with some of the other teams. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know the exact scenarios. We'll have a much better picture after, after New Year's, um, after the games are played on Sunday, and we see where everybody sits. Um, we win, Jets just, lose, and we're in. We could be in this week. That would be amazing. I just, you know, as we talked about, we're going to preview this game. So we are going into New England. Um, it's kind of a with when when Tua when the before the Tua news came out. Um, I believe we were three to three and a half point favorites after the two news came was came out. I think we went down to three point underdogs. I think now we're at two. I think the line is at two. Teddy Bridgewater is a capable quarterback. Um, he, you know, the the one game where he saw action this season was, um, you know, well, a lot of action was the Minnesota game. He also played in the Cincinnati game, the second half. He looked okay in Cincinnati. Uh, the numbers he put up in the Minnesota game were actually really good. He did have two interceptions. Um, but he threw for over 300 yards. Uh, the offense had a really good day that day. They only scored 16 points, though. Um, this Patriots defense is much, much different than that Vikings defense, which was in Miami. This is going to be, you know, there's going to be I didn't look at the weather, but I'm, you know, I'm from New England. So I'm <laughs> I know what it's like this time of year. Um, I would like to see them commit to the running game similar to what we saw in Buffalo. I would like to see that type of offense, like that type of performance from the offense. I think our, you know, the Patriots offense is not as good as the Bills offense. So if we play like that, we can win. I just don't have a lot of confidence, um, you know, in, in what this team is doing right now and the way that they're playing that they will be able to. Um, the Patriots have a very good defense and a very good special teams. We don't. The, and... One little note, uh, there, the Jones, the Marcus Jones, their great returner actually yes. is, uh, he may not play. He's, uh, he's doubtful. I think he had a, I think he had a concussion speaking of huh. concussions, but he's, uh, he's definitely, he's definitely on the injury report. So that would make a that big factor for the, because that, that's, our, our, that's like our crazy weakness. We're uh, terrible at, at kick coverage at special teams in general has been a, big one of those hidden yards you know mcdaniel talks about the hidden yards and how important it is and we've been awful at it and the patriots that you just mentioned excel at it so uh yeah we don't like uh we don't like obviously when injuries make a factor for either side but if he misses the game that should help us a lot because he's, yeah they've he's been using him on offense as well and some gadget plays i mean he yeah he's a he's a weapon for sure um, looking at the weather, it looks like it's going to be in the fifties with some rain. So not terrible, I guess. Um, I have a but... question for you. I heard this mentioned on another podcast, uh, because one of the, one, that one good drive we had that ended in the second interception that started at our 18 yard line. Mostert brought yep. it out and did not do well in games like these. What's your feeling on putting Tyreek or Waddle back on some punts or some kick returns to like try to do something? So this is, I mean, we are in must win. Yeah, that's now. what I mean by games like these, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I would hope that they pull out all the stops. I mean, I would hope that McDaniel, you know, is is saving his best for these last two games, and you know, we're going to see some. I think he's been, you know, like I've, I've been very outspoken on how highly I think of him and his, his offensive acumen and his game calling ability. And, you know, he's, you know, very creative, but you know, we're going to need to see more than what we've seen to this point. 
So, yeah, I'm I'm for it. I would, you know, I I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make, to be honest. Um, you know, it's, it's more than just, you know, putting Hill back there or Waddle back there. Like you got to have, you know, the, the blocking schemes, the plans, obviously like all those things that we're not, that we had just haven't seen this season at all. We but just the, don't seem capable, but the ball in those <laughs> uh, guys' hands and, and, you know, and things can happen. I mean, we've seen, I mean, that's the thing too. Mostert's almost as fast as those guys, like on the kickoff return. So it's not, I don't know how much of a difference that makes on kick returns and pun returns. Maybe. You know, like, you know, maybe because, you know, you can make some guys miss and then you can find a seam. Um, I don't don't know. I mean, I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make at this point. I feel like if we were any good on special teams, we would have seen some good special teams. I I was more asking Um, what what your feeling would be, because obviously it's an injury risk. So is it something you'd want to see? No, I'm the injury risk. I'm not I'm not averse to having them go back there for injury sake. I just just. Right. realistically, I don't think I've seen anything out of this special teams to think just putting them back there is going to make much of a difference. I'm not opposed to it at all. You know, I would try, like I said, anything you can that might give you an edge because you have to have these games. So, um, yeah, this is this is the biggest game of the season. I mean, every, you know, we said it about Buffalo. You know, we, we didn't really talk about the Packers game being, you know, as big a game. We kind of, I think, took well, it But we knew it was a, a big game, though. Like, if you um, win that game and you're – you know, you're talking seeding, you know, as opposed to just making it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And this is just, I just didn't see us being in this position. So um, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of faith in this team right now, as you all can tell. So, um, you know, I think this game is equally as important to the Patriots. They have a chance at making the playoffs. Um, You know, if they win out, they're in. Um, You know, they have two tough games, you know, us and then an even tougher game going into Buffalo. So I don't see them making the playoffs, uh, but I do see them winning on Sunday. Um, I have the final score uh, Patriots 24 Dolphins 13. Um, just uh, just not not feeling it, not seeing it from this team and uh, just just a very familiar feeling, unfortunately, that I'm getting from from these Miami Dolphins. Boo. That's what I think of that. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that's impossible, but I, I am the optimist. I have a little more faith. I think we can go in there. We can win. I think this Patriots team is garbage. Yeah. Put it on your bulletin board, fellas. You're garbage. Um, I actually see us. I think, I think Teddy can do enough. He's competent. Um, I think the run game and the offensive line have shown a lot over the second half, and maybe, you know, having not having Tua will force uh, McDaniel's hand and have him run a little more. Um, I think uh, I see us uh, winning this game twenty three sixteen. That would be great. I would I would love if that happened. I know you would. I guess, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, all right. So let's go over to the degenerate side of things. Uh, with all the injuries and weirdness going on, there are no player props <laughs> that we could find. So we had to use uh, the game props. But um, Rob, I will go ahead and let you recap what happened on the degenerate side of things from the Packers game so you can revel in your victory. So mm-hmm. I went old school. I went straight up to a over 271 and a half yards. He had 310 straight up hill over 87 and a half. He had 103 yards and Waddle over 63 and a half. I kind of started the year with with uh, hitting those overs, and they all hit Waddle with the 143. So Did you look at those results and you think it was a Dolphins win. I know it was crazy. I mean, 
and even Mostert, and, and I mean, we, they ran well. Oh, it w- would have been nice. You, on the other hand, should have, could have been perfect, um, but you missed on one, which was the Tua over one and a half touchdowns, which was a, a normal gimme, and we really, honestly, that would have made all the Hill difference in the world. That would have been it. <laughs> um, but you also, uh, also were on the waddle over with me. We both liked that and he crushed it. He like, it was 63 yards. Play. At he had it, he yeah. had it on, the, on the one play. He was over. And this is this, this will tie into this week because the Patriots are a running team. We have been very good against running backs. It's been sneaky quiet because the you know nobody's playing the Dolphins defense and fantasy. But uh, you had Aaron jo- Aaron Jones for under his fifty four and a half rushing total, and he only had twenty five. We've been uh, they've been they've been good up front, and that yeah should help front us. Front seven's been good. If we can hold Ramondre down, you know that's gonna be that's a big big factor. If you're gonna, you're gonna have to have a uh, Mac Jones go back. There was and last season. Ramondre is their whole offense. Yeah, like he is. I mean, he's a he's a very good running back. Um, I think he's you know under the radar for people that don't play fantasy football. <laughs> um, he's a he's a very very good running back. Um, I hope the Dolphins will continue their success at stopping the run because I know that's going to be a huge part of their game plan is going to be running Ramondre Stevenson. By the way, this isn't sympathy because I don't like me any Mac Jones. But dude, there was zappy chance in the first half when they were because they got crushed in the first half. Like he's at home getting zappy chance, and uh, and he came back. I don't know. I actually I don't know how much of that was him if he played well in the second half or if it was the defense or the running. But they uh, I didn't watch the game. But there uh, was I mean there was some you didn't see that ridiculous like fifty fifty ball he threw up that just got batted up in the oh, air. Oh, that's somehow right. Kendrick that Bourne was caught a, it for a touchdown. Like I mean those well, those were the sorts of things that that were was like a that, that was like a hail mary at the end of the half or something, right? That was like a literal. No, hell. that was just that was in that was in the third oh, that was or fourth quarter. A, that was like oh yeah. yeah yeah that was garbage. Okay yeah they stink. yeah I mean. Here's the one thing, and this is changing subjects a little bit, but when we were talking about Bridgewater and how he's competent, for all you folks out there, you all have the Tua haters in your life. Ask them if Tua is so terrible, then why? Then you then they should think this offense will be just as good with Teddy Bridgewater, and yeah, with anybody, they should right. be jumping on Dolphins minus three. Everybody should be thinking that this is uh you know that's six free points, right? That what the way the line moved, if uh. If, if anybody could be successful with Tyreek and Waddle in this system. And hopefully Teddy can, but it's obviously not the same. So as I mentioned, there are no player props. So we're doing the, uh, the team props, um, you know, from my prediction, uh, you can probably guess what I'm going to say. So Dolphins over under is at 19 and a half. I'm going to take the under um, Dolphins touchdowns are at two and a half. Also going to take the under. Um, and then the, uh, Total point. The over under for the game is 41. I predicted 24 to 13. So I'm going to go ahead and take the under there as well. So I'm going under on Dolphins points, under on Dolphins touchdowns, and under on the over under for points in the game. God, you smell. I hate you. Well, I'll give you something good to go for. I'm taking the Dolphins over 19 and a half. I'm taking the Patriots under 20 and a half. And then the same thing. If I think the Patriots are not going to score 20 points, well, then they're not going to get three touchdowns. I'm taking the Patriots under two and a half touchdowns. So we have very similar bets because it's very similar. (laughs) There's not a lot to bet on. 
But I'm no going pro props. dolphins and and anti pats. You just you actually admitted it on the air earlier today. You're from New England. No wonder why you love the Patriots. Is that what that twelve tattoo means? Is that a Brady tattoo that you have? I don't have a twelve tattoo. That's a lie. I, don't, I, I hate can the see Patriots. It. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I hate the Patriots, and I'm going to hate watching this game even more. Oh, um, here's the worst. I can't even watch the game live. I've got this is the first the first ga- game all year, other than uh, the Bengals game. I had no power. It was during the hurricane, so like I tried to watch it on the phone. That went in and out, but was hard to watch live. The Christmas game, I definitely watched a little on the phone. You know, while Chris, while family stuff was happening. Um, but this is the first game I'm going to be at a gig and not going to be and going to miss the game live. So. I don't, I don't like getting the alerts on the phones and then going home and watching the game, but that's what's going to happen. Well, they ruined my Christmas and uh, not looking forward to them ruining my New Year's, but uh, here we are. All right, uh, let's get to pick them before we go into the second break. Um, I think, Rob, you won at pick them last week. First time, actually not first time in a while. You did win two weeks ago as well, but uh, it was go ahead, f- I'll let you it was rebel first, again. First time I picked two good teams, so that, that actually helped. I picked two good teams and one bad team, and two good teams won. The Chiefs uh, easily covered, who, who did they play? It was minus 10. I don't remember who they played. It was... Uh, a bad team. And then the 49ers uh, was minus seven. They covered that easily. That was like the Thursday night game, wasn't it? That was... Uh... Uh, the What's the 49ers game? No, that was... The, all the games were on Saturday. Oh, all oh that's games. right. Yeah. The Saturday. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yep. And then I did think the Falcons would keep it close with their running uh, against that really terrible... How are the Ravens like 10 wins that's insane like they you should can play if you can play defense then you have I, I don't know their schedule also is very favorable but that's the thing. we can't we yeah, should we don't be have a 10 a good they should be an eight or special They're teams terrible. they have good both of those things that's true the special teams special teams is hurting us i'll, I'll get online with that so that was the two I, I lost the falcons i won on the chiefs and the niners last week this week it's garbage games it's like teams playing for nothing it's stupid quarterbacks being put in for stupid reasons um i hate it so uh one of all one, right so the one the first game was uh green bay minnesota that's actually an interesting game and it wouldn't have been interesting if we, we took won. care of business so i'll take green bay minus three i have a, a new theory that any team that plays us becomes very good and then they stay good texans have been sneaky all of a sudden the 49ers are everybody's top of the thing the chargers are in the playoffs and everybody's liking the chargers again just play us and you're good green bay's good fair enough all right i like the vikings um they're playing for playoff seating it's gonna be hard they're gonna be outdoors in green bay green bay has to have the game but uh I just think the Vikings are a better team. So I'll take the Vikings plus three, getting three against a team that they're clearly better than. Go Vikings. Um, Chargers. Rams. Rams. I'm uh, I'm I'm in on this Rams team. I, you know, say, I know say they, the, words. the Broncos team they played are terrible, but uh, say the words. I, I'll, I'm Rams getting six and a half. Baker looks. I am notorious as being a Baker hater, but that's a very quarterback friendly offense. Cam Akers is playing well. Their offensive line's good. Their defense, even without Aaron Donald is still a pretty good defense. You know, it's, it's 
in the same stadium that they both play and I don't think either one of them has a very strong fan base so it might as well be a neutral field I think it'll be a close game I think six and a half is too much I think the Rams could actually win give me the Rams in six and a half points all right I will take the Chargers that this is a game the Chargers would totally lose but only yeah. if they needed it That's for the playoffs. <laughs> they already made the playoffs, so they don't need it. So maybe they'll actually win. Seeding's important for the Chargers now. They're a game behind the Ravens for that fifth seed, which means you get to play the Texans or the Jaguars as opposed to going to uh, Cincinnati or Buffalo or uh, Kansas City. So I don't think they. I think they want to win. I'll take them. Like we said, bunch of garbage games. What the hell? Chargers minus six and a half for me. All right. Now, here's another one uh, in the Tampa Bay area, Rob. So you could conceivably go to this game if you wanted to. Oh, God. Uh, no. It's a big game. Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's for essentially for the NFC South title in a playoff spot in a home playoff game. Uh, Bucks favored by three and a half. I like the Panthers to cover. Uh, I don't know if they're necessarily going to win. But uh, I think they're definitely going to cover. I don't think the Bucks win by more than a field goal. I, as... I see this Bucks falling down by double digits and somehow winning on a last second field goal or overtime. You're right, but what the hell? We need another game. I'll take the Bucks minus three and a half. It's just at some point Brady's going to be Brady, or it's just going to be sad to watch. Let's see what happens. By the way, this is in this game is in Tampa. Is it at one o'clock yeah. also? Yes, it is. Oh, that sucks. My gig is just past the stadium. It means I have to take stadium traffic into uh, into account. Oh, that does suck. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. All right. Well, um, we're a little bit over for the second segment. So when we come back, we're going to do fantasy camp. So please stay tuned. And we're back. So in our third segment, it is always time for our favorite part of the show. Hit it, Rob. Dolphins. Fantasy camp. camp. All right. For those of you unfamiliar with the show or the segment, Fantasy Camp is a game that Rob and I like to play every week where we draft fantasy football teams comprised solely of Miami Dolphins skill players. This year's been a lot of fun. We had a little bit of a scoring mishap when we were going over the results from last week. And um, we also him. have uh, some, I think, some different draft strategies that are finally going to happen this week. We've, you know, this whole season, the first pick has always been Tyree Kill. Maybe not the case this week. Spoiler That'd alert. But Rob, go ahead and, and recap um, how you tried to cheat so and uh, steal a win from me. I totally week. had a 31-30 victory. Um, you got good. So, again, I had Tyree Kill, which means you had Waddle and Mostert. So Waddle obviously had the huge day, 20 points all by himself with 140 yards, five catches, touchdown. Mostert was okay at 45 on the ground, uh, just uh, two catches for four yards. Then you had Gesicki's one catch for 24. Um, So that set you up pretty good. I had Jeff Wilson, so I got the touchdown along with his 37. Um, Sherfield... Two for 25, not very different from Gesicki. And Hills had the 100 yards with the four catches. So I was lagging behind, and I thought I caught you with my uh, with Christian Wilkins and, and uh, Jerome Baker. But then when I looked, I'm like, wait, your tackle, that doesn't look right. And we looked up, I totally missed uh, Jalen Phillips' tackles. 
So your Jalen Phillips and Chubb actually didn't outscore my Wilkins and Baker, but came close enough for you to give you the 34-31 win. Tried to chip me out of my Phillips tackles. Phillips had five solo tackles on his own. So yeah, um, yeah, that that ended up swaying. So I, I got my four extra points there because he only gave me one tackle for whatever reason. Because um, I want the so thirty-four, thirty-one victory for my team's name is the Tie Freaks, um, and Rob is the Waddlers. So um, this week I have the first pick. Um, As you could tell by my game preview, I'm not feeling very confident in the passing game or the Dolphins offense altogether. So I'm going to go ahead and go off script and take Raheem Mostert with my first pick um, as I'm hoping they commit to the running game. And this is a Patriots team you can run on. So give me Raheem Mostert and give me a big game from Raheem Mostert, please. I hope you get a huge game from Raheem Mostert. But I think you're crazy. I think that's crazy. I wouldn't have had the guts to do it. I was joking that after you took Hill, I was going to take Mostert and Wilson because, again, you know, for the same reasons. And then I'm like, I can't let him have Hill and Waddle. So that means I get Hill and Waddle. There's no way I'm taking Jeff Wilson. I'm taking Hill. Uh, Teddy did kind of hyper target Hill. So I think he would have been a good number one. Waddle is a little more. I don't know if Teddy will hit him as much, as great as he is. That would be the question to me on um, whether to take one of those running backs. But no, it's it's Hill and Waddle. You can have your go for your running backs galore. So another reason why I'm swinging for the fences here is I have a pretty insurmountable lead here. So that's another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really that worried about it. And one of the great things about fantasy camp is no matter who wins, all we want is big games from Dolphins players. So exactly. there's there's really no losers here. So. Um, yeah, Hill and Waddle, you'll, you get, it's the first time this season where someone gets both of them. I'm excited. Yeah. So we should see how that goes. Um, so as you alluded to, that leaves me with Jeff Wilson jr. That means I'll have both of the running backs. So give me Jeff Wilson jr. Um, in, uh, using the time machine and going way back to the last time Bridgewater played the Vikings game, Mike Kosicki had his best game of the season, six catches, 69 yards and two touchdowns. Give me Mike Kosicki. I'll All take right. Mike Kosicki. I'll, you know, there was some some comments from McDaniel in the uh, in the press uh, this week about him actually admitting that he's not taking advantage of him and not using him the way he should be, and he should be using him more. So maybe this is the week. Maybe we see another repeat performance of what we saw in the Minnesota game earlier in the year. So give me Kosicki. Do it. Give Big Mike some love, man. All they're doing is costing that boy some money. Let him get Seriously. paid. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to pay him. That's fine. But give him some stats. Let him get paid. Um, I will go with uh, Trent Sherfield. He hasn't actually been any better than your Cedric Wilson's or anybody else. He, his four for 40s have become two for 20s now. But um, whatever. He's still the, the number three uh, wide receiver as far as targets and routes. So I'll take Sherfield. And then the question is defense. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, we allow a defense. We could In this spot, we could play in anybody, um, but there's no offensive players left. So I will take, take Jalen Phillips. I think he's going to eat up some Mac Jones. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my duper flex on a uh, defensive player as well, but I'm going to use uh, Christian Wilkins. I think the Patriots are going to be running the ball a lot. 
Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of Wilkins, hopefully in the backfield, hopefully making tackles for losses. And I'm also going to take a Landon Roberts. I think he plays a lot this week as well. Um, you know, he's, he's big in the run defense packages. Um, and he's, I, he's a former Patriot. I, I think he's going to have a big game. So, uh, lots of tackles from Wilkins and Roberts. I'm hoping hopefully a sack, hopefully a turnover from one of those guys would be great. Um, let's see, uh, Wilkins and Roberts. Let's see the, the defense is going to have to step up. There's, there's no, no bones about it. They played very well against the Patriots in week one, but that was a much different situation than what they're in now. So let's go Wilkins and Roberts. Let's go defense. Let's go. Yeah, when we play the running teams, Roberts, his tackle, he usually ends up with eight to ten tackles, which is a great in fantasy camp. It's like, it's like you know, scoring a scoring a touchdown in uh, it's almost as good as a, better than a touchdown. So uh, I'll again, I'll stick with the linebacker. Also, I'll take Baker. Um, you know, maybe can get a sack added into the. Uh, actually, you know what? He's gonna get a pick. I'll tell you that right here. Baker's uh, gonna gonna uh, drop back and pick off old Mac Jones today. Well, not today, but Sunday. Love it. I I hope so. I hope you're right. Would really like to see a um you know a good strong showing from the defense and um, getting the win. Man, that would be huge. I like I said earlier. I don't think it's gonna happen, but um, would love to see it. Um, Here's a lot of ales, though, doesn't it? All of a sudden, that that losing streak's over. We're a lot feeling a little more comfortable. Um, I think that knocks the Patriots out if if they lose. Um, they put them at nine losses, so I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't see how they would. I don't think an eight and nine team's going to get in from the and AFC. Even when we suck, we you you know, there's been times where we hurt the Patriots at the end of the season. So we like we like winning this game. This is an opportunity for them to hurt us, though. What? Like more, more so than us to hurt them. No, <laughs> so, don't say that. We're not going to. Anyway, out. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, touched on it a little bit earlier in the show. We're we're in our nonsense segment. It, it does kind of sound like nonsense, um, but uh, you know, I, I you're eight and three, you know, and and you're going to end up can possibly falling down to uh you know that's not eight, nine nine and eight missing the playoffs i i just i don't think it's i i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we see a uh a move for sean payton to uh to, to come in um i don't i just I, I don't think it's that far-fetched the, the latest reports i see is the saints want two ones he's under contract through 2024 they want two ones we don't even have the one this year so they're not going to want two later ones. Uh, so, and again, I think that'd be crazy. And it's crazy now. Let's let's wait. Let's see if they lose. Agree. If, if yeah, they I, end I, up, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But totally remember, up. I mean, that was the plan for this year. Had Flores not blown everything up, it would have been Peyton and Brady this year, not McDaniel and Tua. So, here, newsflash: I'd rather have McDaniel and Tua than Peyton and Brady. What's I mean? That's selling your soul for one. If you're lucky, Brady is not uh, look good. Yeah, I mean, I, but you you can find a quarterback. Like that's that's the thing. Like I mean, it's it's seemingly like it's easier to find quarterbacks now than it used to be. Like you're you're seeing these guys that are. I, I mean, there are the great ones for sure, but and the, I think we talked about this. You know, I still I do believe too is a top ten quarterback. The health is is a real issue right now. Um, you know, obviously that's the most important thing, but, um, I, I do believe, I believe too, as a top 10 quarterback, I, I even, that was one of the things I said, even before the concussion news came out, when I was 
you know, talking to friends about the game. Um, and that's when I started, you know, out of my frustration, started floating these things out there. Um, before the concussion news came out, I was saying his, his to his trade values is never going to be higher than it is right now. Um, so if you are going to make a move like that, and this does seem on brand for something that Ross and the dolphins would do, um, I mean, if, before the concussion news, I mean, you realistically could have gotten a, probably a first round pick for him, I would think from somebody would, you know, based off the performance that he had this year would definitely, uh, I think, give that up now with the, you know, with the third concussion, maybe third, These maybe are second. crazy talk. Stop, stop infecting our listeners with your crazy talk. It's too early. That's off season talk. That it's not, too early. It's too early. I'll tell you the big move we need to make this off season. You want to shake things up? Yeah, we need to fire our special teams coordinator. That's oh, about, that's not that's, that's about not a big as, move. That's that's an that's obvious as move. big move as I want. <laughs> I want a new special teams coordinator. That's it. I'm good with keeping everything else. Let's see what happens. I would like a new defensive coordinator. If if we're if we're going status quo, I think it's I I think we need a new defensive coordinator and I think we need a new special teams coordinator. I think those things need to be addressed. I think special teams is a need. If, if there's an obvious upgrade over Boyer, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I'm, I'm not, this is like the Sanders thing. I'm not firing him just to fire him, just to pick up the, whatever. If there's somebody out there that, you know, you know, some ex head coach or one of these guys, uh, Fangio or somebody like, you know, Maybe then, then I, then I'd be okay with it. If it makes sense, you know, if they go that route, I'm all for it, but uh, I'm not, I'm not a make a move just to make a move. I think, I think Boyer's learning. I think, you know, the defense shows flashes. It's just, it's not, not getting there, but I think they can. Yeah. I think they're very, I mean, I, I, like I said earlier, like, I don't think they're terrible, but they're, they're definitely underachieving. Like it's not a bad defense, but they're definitely not as good as they should be. They should be much better. And we're not seeing it, not seeing a lot of creativity, um, you know, not seeing the playmaking, not seeing the game changing plays. Um, they're coming. You know why you haven't seen them? Cause they're all coming this Sunday, January 1st, 2023, new year, new team. We'll gladly admit that I'm wrong and eat my words if I am. And I hope that I am because I'm, I just, I'm getting so sick of, seeing the same story replay itself in different ways. Oh, buck um, up, buddy. It's good things are coming. Good yeah. things are coming, I promise you. So, um I am almost done with uh Fire and Blood, the um uh the the George R R Martin book that the um House of the Dragon TV show is based off of and it is it's a very good book. Um I've pretty much finished the the Dance of Dragons, which is what the show is based off of. That part of the Targaryen dynasty that's covered in the in the novel, um, really cool. Very very much looking forward to seeing it play out on screen on the TV. So uh, again, if you are a Game of Thrones fan, highly recommend picking up the book and also uh, watching the show if you haven't already. Rob, I can't wait I'm talking to, not to you, Rob. Watch that. I'm not going to watch that. Still, yeah. still no, huh? Yeah, I'm not. Will you read the book? Not until after I fin the next two books come out. He's not getting a penny from me until I get the the next two books. So, did you finish Dance? So you're all you've read all the books. the The last book that he released for the in the series is uh, uh, Dance with Dragons. Did you read that? That was book five. I believe so. Yeah. 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 I got totally. that for Christmas actually. By the way. Yeah, yeah. I read that long before the seasons got to it. 
Well, I think it I think it came out while the show was ending, I believe. I don't think so. Let me look up. Let me look it up. Um Ooh, you talk about something riveting wrong. podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get to I just watched the show and I, I was gonna I'm like, oh I could talk about it. I'm like, I don't remember what show it was. That's how good it was. I don't even know what the hell I was watching. Couldn't even tell. You don't you. remember what it is? Don't remember. I need to okay. uh I need oh you know what we haven't talked about? White Lotus. Oh yeah. Did you finish that? I did. You know what? I didn't love this season. I, f- I thought it was boring. I thought it was wow. slow. I thought it was slow, boring. I was missing season one had the had the the general manager's descent into madness almost with the drugs. So right. like didn't have anything like that. I don't know. I, I didn't. So you you are in the minority of people that I've talked to. Everybody yeah, I've everybody talked to really it, liked I don't the second why. season versus the first season. It's boring. I, I think, and this is, I, I agree with your point on the hotel manager. That is the one thing that season one had that season two did not have. I thought I, I liked the hotel manager in season two. Um, but she was not as good as the one in season one. The one in season one was by yeah, far no, that was amazing. The most entertaining part of the show, and he was the best part of season one. And I, I give you that. I thought all of the other storylines, the ancillary storylines in season two, were better than than the season one storylines. I thought the the family um, in season two was better than the family in season one. Um, I thought the uh, the 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 married couples having two of them. Versus the the young married couple in in season one, I, I thought you know watching I, them interact was yeah, uh, I thought I just, more interesting, and I, I loved they the, um, the I loved it. the storyline with um I forget the actress's name Jennifer uh, Stifler's Pooch. mom, yeah. um like I just I liked the the continuation of her character um and like and where she ended up and I just thought that, that I didn't like was, the, I, I didn't like see I didn't even like that ending that they ended up doing it I'm like you you can't go you can't go the way the 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 good the happy route and then end up with the not happy and i'm just like ah, i'm trying not to spoil obviously um i don't know i was i think it's one of it probably it's the person i was watching with she didn't care for it and then it was remind and then when that's happening now i'm noticing the flaw instead of just going for the ride i'm like they could have done so much more with the couples. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little. I don't understand. It's shot beautifully. I don't. But I, I feel like it's. I don't know. Overhyped. I didn't think it was that good. I was disappointed. I yeah. I, I mean, it's the premise of the show is just like you know, first world problems basically. Like yeah. that's like it's a, that, it's a show about terrible people. Yeah. And you know, their poor decision making and terrible things. But I thought it was more entertaining season two than season one. Yeah, I don't remember much of season one outside of the uh, that awesome general manager. Oh. Happy New Year. Let's get a win. Let's go, Dolphins! Oh.